0: I was overwhelmed searching for a solution, driving from office to office, seeing multiple dentists, but none of them had verifiable experience or a clear solution. With Dr. Gulpa's procedure, bone loss was not an issue. No months wearing a temporary denture and no pain. Dr. Golpa is more than a dentist. He is an artist. Isn't it time you joined the thousands of happy patients who've come from all around the world and in just 24 hours, had their lives changed forever? Go to yourteeth.com for more information. That's yourteeth.com. Don't suffer another day.
1: I remember when my grandfather was diagnosed with pancreatic cancer. Even though he was a prominent figure in our town, as an African-American, it was most likely he would not get the best treatment. Things definitely would have been different if we had Pancan back then, but my grandfather passed away in just under six months. Learn about pancreatic cancer and how to advocate for yourself or someone you love at a free online special event on June 22nd. Go to pancan.org to register now.
0: Hello
2: Hello from from the the children children of planet planet Earth. Earth.
1: from the children of planet earth my name is ryan i'm jt and uh we're back we're back
3: finally back
1: back from a uh brief well i mean 60 day hiatus you know (laughs) you know
3: i mean i mean vacation let's be honest vacation he took a vacation
1: uh so happy june 1st to everyone a big day a big day because uh we got a new episode
3: <laughs> I, I that's what everybody's celebrating. I you know
1: parties it's, all around the USA. It's Mortgage Day. Actually, parties. And Here, let's new talk. episode. <laughs> let's talk. Let's talk. Let's give shout-outs to the states that uh we had the most listenership in. And I am going to start out with eh, we'll, we'll say the almost the lowest. Uh Maryland, thank you for your listenership. Illinois, thank you for your listenership. Texas, Indiana, California, thank you. Number one. Number one state. Number
3: one state. The most BS
1: state because bullet sponge BS. Eh, Kansas. Thank you, Kansas. 21% of all of our listeners live in Kansas.
3: That's awesome. What? I, for one, actually do like <laughs> Kansas. I have been through Kansas a bunch of times. I have stayed. I have driven through Kansas. Yeah, I have so technically, stayed in Kansas a bunch of times as well. So
1: Yeah. Um, but see, I've been to Kansas City, but that has nothing to do with Kansas. <laughs> Weird. I know. But um, yeah, so we're we're talking about uh, the Batman.
3: The Batman. Is it actually is that actually in the title? I don't even remember the Batman. I yeah, it's in. the... Is it Batman? It could. It probably is the Batman. The
1: Batman. Um, we uh, we we did put some scores together. We're gonna say that till the end. Uh, but I know you have a lot to say, and uh, yeah, I do. I hope it doesn't give away your score.
3: Uh, but... I feel like people will be surprised with my score.
1: Okay. Well, I would like to hear what you had to say, and there will be some rebuttal. Okay. Well,
3: topic. I mean, maybe we should start uh, with the things that I, I really liked about the film, that I, I thought they did a good job. And overall, I did like the film. I mm-hmm. did enjoy it. Uh, the photography in it is good. Like, almost every single shot looks like it's a sell in a comic book. It's really well done. If you're watching for that, it's really well done. Like, literally every shot... The way they lit things, the way they, uh, just the way they focused on one thing and blurred other things out in the background, it really looks like a comic book. It's awesome, but it also feels feels like a film. It's not like it's not like something that would be difficult for people to watch if they don't like comic books. So they did a really good job with that. I really like the soundtrack as well. I feel like I need to go back and watch the film again just to see if the film, if the soundtrack actually tracks. Uh, like the Batman's experience of the world it does. at the time, I, I, I because watched... I didn't really pick up on that until almost the very end. I was like, you know, what? It, it's had it. The the story or the, the soundtrack has its own arc, mm-hmm. which is really quite interesting. Yeah. Um, so I, uh,
1: that's actually, uh, you know, we, we'll talk about scoring much later. But uh, I've I've heard a lot of negative things about the score. Oh, okay. Um, I've actually, really? yeah, I've heard a lot of negative things. <laughs> so many people keep saying the same thing. It's like, ah oh, okay, Gotham. It's always dark and raining. It's like, yeah, 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 it is. Yeah. Every comic I have on this table, it's dark, <laughs> and it's probably raining at some point, yeah. if not snowing. Right, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so
3: that's, that's a, just part of it. Yeah, and that's yeah, that's that's a, a trope of the uh like the grimy, dirty right. city thing. This is uh, my favorite. There, there are Gotham. many other things that took that and also ran with it. Like Batman kind of created that feel and has defined it in many ways um yeah in terms of in terms of gotham itself like this one is like visually perfect yeah in in several ways
1: it has this um there's always been a thing you know i mean i know that joel schumacher ruined a lot of a lot of people's views of gotham but when you when you look at it it's supposed to be a new city that has very old things Mm -hmm. right yeah and that's, if, if you've ever been to most cities in the United States that have been established for a very long time, very old buildings with, you know, new little touches that don't really make yeah, sense, or yeah. you go to, you know, like, um, you know, I've been to old churches that are now, you know, clothing stores, and it yep. just kind of has that feel, and it's, it's by far my favorite Gotham in any Batman film. I know we've seen a lot of Batman films, and... To so a lot of people, it's like, oh, great, another Batman movie.
3: Yeah. It doesn't, it's not like, oh, it's basically just Chicago, you know. Right. Um, and we've seen that.
1: We've seen it where it's basically Toronto. It's basically Chicago at, you know, different yeah. things at night. Yeah. And if you read the comics, um, you know, if you if you go.
3: Or any, it's basically Blade Runner. I remember there was one Batman where it really just kind of felt like Blade Runner. Yeah. The movie, yeah. Uh, the, the city.
1: So, I mean, we've seen all different variations of Gotham. Some that are very over the top. Some that you don't even notice the city. But this one, you very much notice the city. It took us to several different places that have all been, that are all canon, that are all in the comic at some Mm -hmm. point. Yeah. Uh, One thing I guess that I think was a little off um, having the water barrier around the city. um, Gotham is built like Manhattan, Uh, Mm -hmm. it does have several bridges that go off of it. Mm -hmm. We've seen that in No Man's Land in the comic books. Uh, So that was a little new to me a little <laughs> not necessarily anything I've ever seen with Gotham yeah but yeah. it worked I mean it, you know it it makes it a vulnerable place and it's I don't know you can you can continue
3: yeah um so I, I like that a lot um and I actually liked the story a lot in several ways it had sufficiently different characters who are each trying to do their own thing that it had a lot of potential, but I feel like, and it was structured well in that regard. Like it, the it, the pacing is good, uh, the the lines are good, and to a certain degree, the story is pretty good. But it, the story was not thought thought very well through, in my opinion. And this gets to basically my main issue with this film. But before we get to that, one other thing that I that they kind of just hinted at. Um, this is a different Batman. It almost feels sort of like a, a western sort of Batman and in fact like in almost all the other Batman movies you've got like Batman suddenly springing out of the shadows or yanking somebody into the shadows and like he's just there and you didn't realize he was there but in this one there's more of like the spurs clicking sort of thing where you hear Batman coming a lot of the time Mm. and to a certain extent they might have drug it out a little bit too much uh, at some parts but it is a unique and different thing where it's you know he's the vigilante he's the um, he's Gary Cooper in High Noon like you know he's he's going to be there and it's just you know the showdown is going to happen yeah. um, And but even like even the bad guys know the showdown's going to happen whereas in almost all the other Batman movies like he just shows up suddenly and uses the element of surprise uh, to his advantage and I like the exploration of that I don't know about Batman purists I know you're more of a purist than I am and you know more about the comics than I do but To me, it was an interesting exploration of this alternative of like, you've got this guy who's got all this gear on. He does take a huge amount of beating in the process of this movie and he doesn't appear to really show any effects whatsoever. He has no bruising, none of that stuff. So uh, it's like, well, if you're wearing that much gear that you can protect yourself that well, what are the odds that you can actually move like that? They do have him move uh, super fast and, and quiet in some parts of the movie, but a lot of the times he's just walking down the the hallway or the street and that's how, how people come across him you know a
1: lot of our batman in film or batman or whatever you want to say uh <laughs> batmans
3: <laughs> batmans bat persons
1: a lot of our bat peoples <laughs> tend to spend a lot of time in the rafters right
3: yeah yeah
1: uh, even if you play a lot of the games i mean you know that in arkham knight you're you're in the rafters a lot. Yeah, grappling hook work. A lot of grappling hook action in all these movies. <laughs> grappling <laughs> hook is kind of, you know, it's a the main thing. character itself. Yeah. Where this movie, I, I actually kind of appreciated it more, just because I kind of got tired of the yeah of the swinging. We yeah. have a we have a superhero on the other team that swings. You know, we, we're we're good. <laughs> we're good. We don't need to swing ever. But the times we did see, like when he used his suit, once yeah. to, Um very low tech in a way, but mm-hmm. still current. You yep. know what I mean? Like it looked like technology that was has been around a while as opposed to right out of this mind, you know, out of the world blew my mind, kinda yeah. tech. Not very tech heavy, this entire thing really. Yeah, uh, and, and
3: because of that, when you do have those moments, they are actually more impactful. Like mm-hmm. it actually comes across as m- like much more unique because he's not using these things all over the place. Yeah. Like he, he is in rely, most of the Batman films. Yeah. You
1: know, I feel like so many times we've seen. It's like
3: last ditch stuff. Yeah.
1: Batman rely on Alfred or rely on a teammate or rely on computers or everything mm-hmm. else.
3: Um, a lot of tech. Or uh, having a car that can do that has one more extra gadget that he can deploy. Right, this you know. car had one gadget, and it was to go fast. Yeah, that was basically it. <laughs> That's all
1: it could do, uh, <laughs> and it did it really well. That was my wife's least favorite part of the movie. Really, the chase? And, yeah, and I, oh, okay. I, I told her that every podcast I listened to, because I was like, you know, I want to hear what other people think, and I didn't agree with any of them. <laughs> but <laughs> they, they were like, my favorite part of the movie was the car chase, mm-hmm. and I was mm-hmm. like, oh, okay you went to the wrong movie. Dude. <laughs> <laughs> That's like, you know what I mean? Like, it's like yeah, uh, yeah. any kind of old detective film, your favorite part shouldn't be, I don't know, the shootout. Yeah. It's probably the the actual yeah, You case. thought
3: you were it's in Gone in 60 Seconds. Mystery. Right, right, right. <laughs> but you were actually in a noir film. <laughs> you're yeah, an,
1: yeah you're, in a, you're in the Maltese Falcon. You thought you were in Fast and Furious. Yeah. is kind of a different, it's a different vibe. But anyway, I just, I, a lot of people, I like the
3: car. I like the car chase, and I like the fact that it wasn't like Drag, you know, dragged out. It down could have been longer. Because it was long, but it, it, it really for a moment there, it started feeling like this is going to go for a bit, and then it just ends, and you're like, oh, okay, cool. Yeah, it you ends know. abruptly, like
1: a car accident would. Yeah, <laughs> you know? yeah.
3: Because really, you know, even Batman's car, how many times can you ram these cars through things, get them to like jump a whole bunch you know, before I, your car like comes apart?
1: When I saw, I saw it in the theater the week it came out, and it wasn't very busy, but. I just felt during that scene, you could feel the energy, and a lot of people were getting mm. excited. I was, but there, I was like, "Are these people thinking it's going to turn into a plane or something?" <laughs> <laughs> like I'm looking to my left and right, like, "Yeah, they yeah. think it's going to turn into a motorbike or something." Yeah,
3: yeah. <laughs> Where or like uh, the car gets destroyed, and then it, like it turns out he's actually sitting in on the motorcycle inside the car, and then the mm. motorcycle comes out exactly. of the car, which he's did happen in another Batman film. <laughs> uh, so like,
1: if you if you haven't read Batman Year One, you don't really know where we're where where this whole entire you know film is going. Uh, so Batman Year One is a very different Alfred. It's an Alfred who uh, you know worked in Her Majesty's Secret Service. He was he's kind of BA like mm. the Alfred in Batman Year One. Bruce is kind of uh, you don't really like Bruce in Batman Year One, and it's because he's still new to everything. And this movie is basically Batman Year 2. It makes it very clear in the beginning. He's been doing this for a year. It's oh, his okay. second year doing it. Um, so he doesn't have all the bells and whistles that everybody expects him to have when we see movies like when Val Kilmer played him and he could, you know, had all this stuff, a bow and all this stuff. This is, <laughs> this is year one, year two, the movie. And it's just a very different, I think people just didn't really, I don't know. All, all the reviews I read, they just weren't happy with this Batman.
3: See, not knowing that about this particular movie, I think, might give me a little bit more uh, acceptance of certain aspects of what they did with the film. Because I I had no context for that. I suppose I could have picked up on the, the mention that it's, you know, he's been doing this for a year. Uh, I I really don't remember hearing that. But... Uh, I think my problem with the the, the portrayal of Batman, it, like it's not Robert Pattinson. He's he's really good um, in this movie, and he's great in many other movies. He's a really talented actor. Um, not the Twilight movies. I don't no, think. I mean there's plenty of movies. <laughs> but I'm, I'm thinking of the one that he was in with Guy Pearce, uh, The Rover. Great, great movie, um, and like wicked performance by Robert Pattinson. But anyway, it's just. He's so brooding as a character throughout the entire film that when you have this emotional reveal that his father is somehow caught up in the whole corruption scheme and was part of that, like it has no impact because now he's just brooding outside of his bat suit as opposed to in his bat suit for a scene. And it's just like, ah, I don't know. And that was one of the major problems I had with the film, where it's like, you're not thinking this through. You're not thinking the script through well enough to portray your Batman having something of a lighter side that gets washed away in this revelation. Mm. You know, that the flood is not just the flood of the waters of the psychopath coming through the city. The flood is the the revelation of what you are heir to. Um
1: He's already in too dark of a place to go yeah. any further.
3: Yeah, so it's like uh, you're in the black hole already. Like, If anything,
1: they probably could have done better if they went the other direction where he would have been given some light.
3: Yeah, yeah. Where it's point. like, oh, wait, even my father, who I got all this wealth and success from... And gave me the opportunity to live this kind of life where I can do these sorts of things was part of that corruption scheme. Well, I'm going to go hard on this. I'm going to I'm going to destroy the whole freaking thing. <laughs> Maybe I should get a
1: suit. Yeah, Correct. seriously. Yeah, yeah. It's
3: almost like it's almost like it's you know now it's Batman Year Three. We're going to destroy the entire corrupt enterprise. Yeah. Uh, you know, and and so that that's part of it. But like, I mean, that I think my main critique of this movie that that uh, is that this movie doesn't know how to portray a hero in the modern world. Um, I feel like we as a society... This is going to be a little bit of a critique on American society in general, but I feel like we as a society have gotten so involved in the self-criticism that we can no longer have a hero who's wealthy. And so Batman can't be the guy who takes down the Riddler. He never takes down the Riddler. He never grapples with the Riddler. The Riddler basically... I'm not going to say gets away with it, but in terms of the movie... Batman doesn't end up facing the bad guy. Uh, So it's like you've got to have somebody fighting against these corrupt forces, but Batman keeps having to restrain himself. He doesn't mind dishing out beatdowns to thugs in the street. Uh, So he'll dish out those beatdowns, but then you have these lines where he's like, well, uh, you can't cross this line or you'll become like one of them. Well, I mean, you practically beat a couple of guys to death. Um, You know, Why is it so much of a big deal for you to beat this gangster to death that you know killed a guy. He's admitted to you right here that he killed a guy. Why can't you Why can't you do that? Why not? Um, if, the, if the entire political apparatus is so corrupt then you are the, the justice now. Uh, and that might be a bit too, you know, philosophically too far because we're trying to keep Batman the good guy. But Batman is so the good guy that he actually can't do anything. Batman really doesn't do anything in this film. Things happen to Batman. He doesn't make things happen to other people except for a few thugs. Uh, and if you think about it, in the film, Batman really only saves three separate people. He saves one guy from being beat up, possibly murdered, in the subway at the beginning. Mm. He saves the cop from being killed by Catwoman. And he saves... He moves a piece of metal so that people can emerge from the water and not theoretically drown. Uh, and all of that is like... it. it it's like, okay, those are the good things that you've done, but, like, you really aren't doing anything. You're a billionaire. Like, you have the ability to actually get involved as Bruce Wayne and not just Batman and try to rebuild the structures of society and to root this corruption out. But meanwhile, you won't actually fight the corruption because you feel all this inner turmoil and guilt about being who you are. The only good character, the only character really trying to fight for the good in the movie is, like, this very generic portrayal of uh, a person running for um, mayor and there's really nothing there because it's so platitudinous because they're try they couldn't possibly in the movie provide any actual philosophical. Uh, inspiration because that might divide the audience because we in America are so divided now and they're also making this movie for larger well, they, they audiences than that.
1: It, yeah, they even made it uh, she ran on a post because the <laughs> uh, first character killed was the
3: current. Man. Yeah, oh no, I didn't even think of that. Yeah, that's a so, that's a great point. So no that's, matter what,
1: yeah, letter they put after her name, she's going to win most likely.
3: But it was also generic. Yeah. And, and 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 Batman himself Pretends like he has these lines. He crosses them in some places. He doesn't cross them in other places. But he's so caught up in his inner turmoil that he can't actually be the hero he's trying to be. And nobody is even asking him to be that hero. Hero in the meantime. So, so the whole thing, like, you're like, what is going on here? I, I, like, philosophically, that the entire underpinnings of the script don't actually work. The only person who's actually doing anything heroic is the bad guy. And I'm not saying that the Riddler was making taking the right actions. The Riddler was fighting corruption. So, like, imagine Pizza Gate, but like it's the whole city. And imagine the guy who went to shoot up Pizza Gate is right. Hmm. What is this movie even talking about? Like, it's so confused. And and that worked really well for the Joker. I thought the Joker was a brilliant movie because the incoherence was fundamentally part of his experience in life. And incoherence is often uh, a fundamental uh, part of the experience in life. But Batman should at some point come to some com- conclusions and shed that incoherence and go in the direction of the good. And there, the film provides no response as to what the good is. That's, you know, Ryan saw me before this. I had taken a bunch of notes, and I literally was sitting here for like 12 minutes reading my notes to try to figure out what is it that really bothered me about this film. And that's Man, it. it that the, the film cannot, because of the culture that we live in right now, the film cannot make... An honest and straightforward portrayal of this is the good because then it's you know anchored to that point and you're going to alienate some people in your international audience and in the United States and so the film ends up being incoherent and so entertaining as it is it's not going to have any you know real enduring capacity because it's not going to speak to any generation because right. it can't it can't make a message lest it annoy people so that's kind of what I got of I don't know if you got any of that out of it no
1: no I mean if you want to go that deep. <laughs>
3: you can. I feel like we need to with this film.
1: Well, I mean it was uh but it but you enjoyed the actual, you know, empty story.
3: Yeah. Yeah, if you really just want to watch it on the surface level, it's okay. Yeah. It's it's somewhere between okay and decent, you know. Yeah. Uh it's but, a, I mean, it's entertaining at at many points. Yeah. but so. again, you, you And artistically it's it's, a, it's great. Yeah, artistically yeah. it's great.
1: Just like Joker, uh but Joker had a little bit more depth.
3: Yeah. Um. Yeah. Joker, I feel like was really well thought through, and I I just don't feel like this this the Batman movie was thought through that well. Well, I, th-
1: I feel like a lot of edits were made. I feel like a lot of
3: that is possible.
1: A lot of things were decided against, you know. Yeah. But if anything, you could say that even though the entire film was quite empty, and uh, he did find out his father was corrupt, and it had no effect on him. <laughs> it
3: was really yeah, like- <laughs> and and meanwhile he gets like so. He talks to Alfred the Butler, who comes out of a coma just in time to tell him that, oh, actually, no, like, your father wasn't that bad. Your father was a good man. And that's supposedly enough to convince Bruce Wayne that, that he's okay. But meanwhile, the audience is actually left to be like, no, wealthy people are... Just as corrupt as you think they are, and you know, like we can't we can't be proud of uh, uh, people who are successful. We can't be proud of anyone who has achieved in life. Like it's it's corruption top to bottom. There's no goodness, and so it's just once again goes back to that message where like the whole thing erodes. Uh, anyway, I'm sorry. Go ahead.
1: Well, let me let me try to <laughs> let me try to save the entire film and give you give you some sort of uh, I don't know a change was actually made that you might not have okay agreed with. Or you might not have seen or might not have cared to see because you were too upset about everything else. <laughs> <laughs> so the entire film, we have a Batman who is in the shadows. Um, he does, you know, he does all of his work at night. He's mm-hmm. um, really focused on getting rid of the criminal element. Mm-hmm. Uh, the very end, we see Gotham get flooded. Uh, we do see him have to battle, you know, those those dummies
3: on the, on the yeah, Yeah, yeah. The... the, the uh... Hollywood's right. portrayal of QAnon uh,
1: but then you did mention that he did in, in fact uh, save those people underneath the whatever it was
3: metal solid, the girder or whatever that the, the thing that holds up the lights um, on the stage at so the
1: very end uh, when he is rescuing groups of people he has a look on his face he looks up into the sky kind of moment where he's helping uh, the group of people that you know he's covered in mud um, and at that point if you'd like to look at it this way he realizes that maybe he isn't put here to fight the criminal element but to protect the innocent because he doesn't really do that I mean he does fight that guy and save that guy uh, maybe yeah okay he was just there to beat somebody
3: up you know yeah 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 he was just kind of but it's just it's just weird how often they were like well no he like you can't actually do that you Batman that's not the solution. So like he's like, "Okay, well now I have a lot." But line. even when the
1: guy's like, "Don't hurt me." He doesn't like say, "I'm not going to hurt you." He just ignores them. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. But cuz he doesn't talk to regular people. Yeah. He actually doesn't. He only talks to Gordon and Catwoman really. Right. Yeah, yeah. Him. But at the end, he saves people from just danger as opposed to, you know, "Oh, I got to go after this group or this group." Okay. It's, it's so, that's, so that's so
3: that's the people. that's the final twist of his character development it's it's, it's, only, a, it's the only at development at the very end yeah it's really the only, <laughs> it's development. Really only development but like they that was gets back to the point like they really tried to make this revelation about his father like so impactful and had nothing it had nothing
1: but it didn't really make that much of an impact on the audience we were like eh maybe yeah. yeah, we were just yeah. like, eh, you say so. Yeah. The crazy person. Knows <laughs> right, that.
3: yeah, yeah. Um, and, and so, okay, I, I, guess I, I guess I can see that at the end, but the thing of it is, it, you, you end, know
1: he steps out of the shadow. That's,
3: How about that? That's revenue, but you got to cash in on it, you know? And mm-hmm. so I don't know that necessarily they cashed in on it. I feel like him talking with Catwoman at the end, and she's like, you know, you can come with me, and I don't remember exactly what he said, but it was like, somewhat vacuous like almost a lot of the lines in the movie are somewhat vacuous but they work they're okay but it's like you had you had a chance for him to actually like express like the people need me here um and sure. I, I don't know if he said something like that I, I would have to go back and watch it um benefits of watching with a couple of whiskeys is by the end you're not exactly sure what Come you're on, saying three hours. Three <laughs> that's, hours true. Of whiskey. that's true um but yeah i i, I mean Overall, I liked a lot of the movie. It was really well done. I just don't feel like they thought the, the script very well through. And I also feel like they were afraid of taking uh, any moral stance lest they annoy people. And so like, yeah. you end up with this whole thing where basically no one in the entire city is good except for maybe the one person running for mayor. And that's it. And like, so it's like...
1: But I mean, she does reach out to him at the funeral and says, you know, like, you haven't given any, anyone money.
3: Yeah, and you
1: haven't helped anybody.
3: Right, exactly, and so like maybe I don't even know how you would do this to fit into the emotional uh, situation of the film by the end, but like some kind of thing. If he's going to have a turn of character, have him get back in contact as Bruce Wayne and be like, "Hey, uh, let's
1: yeah, that been like nice.
3: I want to set set up some institutions uh, or some charities to help bring this city back to vitality and goodness and the like. Um, and you know, so, but he doesn't, I but mean, he doesn't. she's
1: actually, I, 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 she was in that, you know, maybe she
3: needed to use the, the, the light thing.
1: Maybe. But I mean, it would have been a good opportunity with them being in the same area that something mm. would have
3: yeah. happened. Right. Yeah, uh, exactly.
1: You're right. It did not. Um, they could have done after credits or something to show that there is some growth. Yeah. Uh, besides us making it up, mm-hmm. you know, <laughs> We're just, I'm just making it up at this yeah. point. Yeah. So, I would I would have yeah I would have liked to see something to show that he's grown as a person um, at least as a, with a philanthropy
3: yeah um, make make him somebody make him not just this guy who's still reeling from the death of his parents you know so many years ago and uh, is trying to fight crime as a vigilante like make something out of him like you didn't make anything out of him as the vigilante so make something out of him. As he has that that momentary shift at yeah. the end of the film. And you
1: talked about, um, you know, we talked about the script, uh, how it feels so mixed up and just kind of, you know, like, where, where are we going? Yeah. Uh, we, we can see the vision of the I film. Kinda,
3: I kind of like that. I really liked the first hour where it felt like a mystery. Yeah. As opposed to, like, the normal Batman thing, which is here's a bad guy and here's the interplay back and forth right. before he can, you know catch and kill the bad guy. Well, I mean, that's... Or that's catch right. and send him to yeah, Arkham Asylum.
1: wanted to address. I mean, it's, you know, they they, they pulled from too many different comics. Mm, okay. Um, so we saw, you know, Batman Year One. We saw a lot of that type of Batman. We have that type of Alfred. We have that type of, you know, Batcave, even though it's not really a cave. Um, and then we also saw them pull from The Long Halloween. The film does start on Halloween. Uh, just yeah. Just like the comic book. I the thought Long that Halloween. was interesting, actually. Yeah, uh, The Long Halloween is, uh, you know, it's one of my favorite story arcs um, so I thought they were just gonna you know I thought they were gonna take as much as they could from that but uh, they didn't take enough trust me because um, that is an excellent story that was uh, could have been treated a little better and then they also pulled uh, from hush I felt like a lot of uh, a lot of the source material uh, was most likely pulled from hush the the look of the Riddler um, you know I, I could argue that that has a very hush like feel uh, a lot of the other critics out there, uh, not that I read critics anymore, but I do listen to podcasts that uh, talk about movies. They they said that it was basically the movie Seven with Batman. Mm. Now I've heard, whew, I've heard. I don't know. Uh... I could I could count. Uh, I would I would need more than two hands to count how many people have referenced it as Seven with Batman.
3: Really? Yeah. That's got to be like somebody.
2: Mom, Dad. I humbly suggest you save some money and shop Amazon for back to school. It's for my growth, meaning my body's growing at an alarming rate. And clothes you buy me this year will be very small very soon. Plus, the clothes I love today will be out of style tomorrow. But at least your wallet doesn't have to be my fashion victim if you shop low prices for school at Amazon. Hopefully this is helpful. Amazon. Spend less, smile more. Mom, Dad, you should shop Amazon for back to school and save some money. See, I'm currently obsessed with superheroes and need all the superhero stuff. Superhero lunchbox, superhero backpack. But next year, it'll be something else. Maybe dinosaurs? I don't know. I'm not a fortune teller. But I can tell you not to spend a fortune and shop low prices for school on Amazon. Okay, good chat. Amazon, spend less, smile more.
3: Put that out there, and everybody else is just jumping on the same okay, interpretation. Because I, I don't get that at all. Neither do I. Yeah.
1: Um, the the reason they they all use it's
3: a it's the, a dark movie, and he is brooding, but he's nowhere near as bad as he would be if he went through seven. I mean,
1: yeah. So they use the same. You have a uh, serial killer, yeah. which I would agree, Riddler. Sure. In this is a serial killer. Um, he goes after specific people, and it's like, and, and you know, whenever I hear these uh, other podcasters say it, I'm like. Well, isn't that every serial killer, almost? Yeah, yeah. (laughs) That's what makes you a serial killer instead of a mass murderer. He didn't go after the rich and corrupt. He went after, you know, a fat guy and uh, a pervert guy, you know? Yeah, (laughs) that's true. He
3: he went after people to be exemplaries of the seven deadly sins. Yeah. Uh, Hence the title.
1: No no way does that happen here. This is all one sin. Yeah. (laughs) But anyway... Uh, and then they also mentioned that, you know, it's just kind of uh, to reveal the killer. Just, uh, Maybe it's just the no
3: overt, like, S&M sort of motif that is throughout the film. Where, like, you've got all these, you know, a lot of stuff with, like, um, uh, makeup LARPing and uh, uh, leather and chains and all this stuff that is a little bit more over the top. Uh, and that's, like, that's present in Seven just because of the dark side of humanity and how, like you know theoretically all of the sins are subsumed but you know beneath a sexual overtone yeah i don't know i'm trying i'm trying to well i mean try, I, trying to figure out what they're getting I've i don't it, know
1: i've heard it a lot and i don't agree with it at all
3: um no this is the, this is the first time i'm hearing of it and i think that's just completely wrong
1: yeah i feel like it's quite a reach but they uh you know they're very they're very uh quick to say that mm. and uh I, I i like seven um but i mean it in no way would I compare the
2: two. Yeah.
3: So, uh, especially with, uh, you know, based upon what you're saying, uh, Batman has kind of a hopeful end in the in this movie. Yeah, I just feel like more so than I thought he did. But like to
1: do it vaguely, he's he he out of the
3: shadows. Where like. it's like in seven, it's about as bleak as it gets. Yeah, in filmmaking, really uh, it's pretty bad. Um,
1: so let's take a quick break, and then we'll come back. We'll give you our scores of the film. Um, Along with just touching base on the different categories that we're uh, judging the film on Because we didn't really get to talk about the acting and all that stuff But that's all part of the review And uh, you'll get our official review right after this little break
0: Offer deadline on Oak Street, aisle 3 Welcome to the housing market I'm with Redfin and I'm here to help I need to sell my house Great. Redfin charges a 1% listing fee when you buy and sell with us, which is more than half off the usual fee and saves you an average of $8,400.
1: Oh, wow. Is that all? Uh, yep. Nah, I'm
0: kidding. You had me at 1%. Want to win? Sell with Redfin. It's real estate done right. Bidding warrant at the offer's counter in five minutes. Average savings is Redfin refund plus 1% listing fee. Subject to minimums. Not available in all areas. Learn more at redfin.com. Mama is treating me to breakfast.
2: Yep. Let me see your phone. Huh? Look here. I download this McDonald's app because when you buy any bagel sandwich like the steak, egg, and cheese bagel, you get one free. Wait, you just bought that on my phone. That's right. Now that you got McDonald's money, you could treat mama. <laughs> okay, Ma, you got it.
0: Valid for product of equal or lesser value. Valid through 10 222 at participating McDonald's. Valid one time per day. App download and registration required. <sighs>
2: Goodbye, Bench Press.
1: back um, I uh, was speaking with uh, JT about uh, one of the actors in the film and he said <laughs> he said quote con Farrells in this <laughs>
3: Alright. so get out your sheet. Out I your might sheet. not have watched this actual movie <laughs> Oh, wow, goodness
1: me well that's actually the point um, so we're gonna do our BS movie rating uh, we're each gonna I'm gonna tell you the topic I'm gonna tell you what score I gave and JT will tell you what he gave And then we'll talk about those specific elements, and then we'll eventually get to a grand score. So the first part of the rating, uh, there's five in total, uh, is script slash story. Uh, The story can be good, the script can be bad, the script can be good, the story can be bad. So, I mean, it's just, they don't always, you know... Actually,
3: both can be good, but the direction can be bad. Correct. Uh, That ruins both of them.
1: (laughs) So I gave the script story a four out of five, because I really did appreciate the overall story would you
3: give it i gave it a two out of five okay on the basis of the things that i said before but i gave it a two and not a one because there's actually a lot there that could have been used Yeah. Uh, there was actually a lot there that was really good in terms of the script the script actually works as it is i just don't think it works on any deeper level than the absolute surface well
1: i was grading it pretty much on the surface Okay. I you know. I mean, you can. Yeah, uh,
3: honestly, if you want to grade it on the surface, I'd probably have to give it a 4, or 4. 4.5. Right, right, But if,
1: if you do, I mean, not everything can have layers, like Dodgeball, right? <laughs> the movie.
3: True. <laughs> true. True, but if your movie is actually nudging in that direction, yeah. which they constantly do, DC does that. Um, they do nudge. They're not bubblegum, man. Nobody That's true. That's true. <laughs> uh,
1: for acting and casting, I give it a 4.
3: That's what I gave it. Okay. A 4. So.
1: Just so we'll go over the cast, I'll save Colin Farrell for last. <laughs> um, so I thought the casting was done very well. I would actually compare it to uh, just unique casting that was done in like the first Spider-Man film with mm-hmm. uh, Tobey Maguire. Um, using people you wouldn't expect to be in these roles in these roles. and I think mm-hmm. it worked out. My favorite Catwoman ever.
3: Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Just so you know. Yeah. She um, was great. I, I have no idea who she is, what she's been in, but she was great.
1: Okay. So... Well, Zoe Kravitz has been in a few things, but nothing that you've seen, I can guarantee
3: Mm. that. (laughs) um, (laughs) This is why I'm a constant return guest to this show. (laughs) uh, Robert Pattinson
1: did uh, a great job. I I would argue that he... You know, I've heard a lot of reviewers say that he did... What's the point of, you know, commenting on his acting, because he barely talked the movie. Um, I thought he talked quite a bit. I think people need to watch this Acting is not
3: just talking.
1: Well, apparently... Uh, t- when you watch it twice, I feel like you can really appreciate the movie a little bit more. Maybe that's why your score was so low. You need to really... you need to. You need <laughs> yeah,
3: to, maybe I do need to watch it You need it to watch again.
1: it from the outside in. You're watching it from the inside
3: out. Mm. All right. I don't know what that means. Uh, I knew do I thought
1: it sounded good. <laughs>
3: <laughs> I'm sure one of our listeners gets completely uh, like, I, yeah, that's exactly right. That yeah, idiot yeah, needs inside, to step out, through... <laughs> thank you, thank you. It's just like yelling
1: at Thank you. Somebody needs to say it. Um, I thought Alfred was cast well. I thought uh, Gordon was cast well. But he, he's, a, he's a good actor and everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and then um, Falcone, great. Yeah, yeah. But let's talk about the best performance in the entire film, which was by Colin Farrell, who played the Penguin.
3: Oh. Oh, my God.
1: One could argue best makeup.
3: <laughs> yeah no yeah no doubt. Uh, that's astonishing. To yeah, me. Uh, and yeah, all, like did do a great job. Uh, just a quick question: Why would they pick Colin Farrell for a role like that? There's plenty of actors. I mean, he did a great job, but
1: there's characters. it just there's seems it just, just seems such a like strange. That. Yeah, I know,
3: right? <laughs> like all you have to do is add some fake scars. Uh, you know why? Why Colin Farrell? He wanted to do it. Oh, he wanted to do that. Yeah, just oh, okay. Like, um,
1: just like... Uh, That's really awesome. Yeah, just like Nicolas Cage wants to be in the second. He wants to play uh, Egghead, which was a 60s villain that only lasted a little while. Played by uh, Vincent
3: Price. I cannot tell how serious you are.
1: <laughs> I'm not I'm not joking. Wow. Nicolas Cage blew up Twitter. Like, I want to be in the sequel. I want to play Egghead. I'm not good joking. He, wow. said he, could, he said he could do a very evil, convincing egghead. It's like, I, dude, this is a yeah, joke character.
3: I, I'm interested now.
1: Like Vincent Price did this as like a joke.
3: Yeah, yeah. You know, but that's what I'm stupid. <laughs> um, <laughs> but we'll see. Ima- imagine if they make People it. Want Maybe to be we part should of kickstart it. You know? Like, uh, hey, if we can get you know $218 dollars million, $218 million together on a Kickstarter, this will be done.
1: <laughs> I think Nicholas Cage is going to get it. I don't think they should make a bag head or
3: whatever.
1: But <laughs> anyway, uh, we have seen—I don't know—we've seen a lot of. I think I think everybody was pretty happy with the acting in the film. Yeah, and you give it a four?
3: I give it a four. Okay. Yeah, well, I give it a four because really strong performances on from basically everyone. Uh, I didn't see anything that um, like took me out of the film from the acting, but nothing was like so overpower—you know, overpowering in terms of the acting, that uh, it would kick it up to a five. Like, there is a distinction there between that four and the five. Yeah. So, it well, can't be that, just though, that I liked it. It has to be that, like, I'm blown away by somebody, you know? That,
1: see, I'm pretty easy to give fives.
3: Are you? Every oh, okay. Uber
1: driver, I'm like, yeah. got it. <laughs> Great job for doing nothing. Not getting in a wreck, five. All right, visual special effects. I give it a five.
3: Five. Nice. For, for all the reasons we went through before. It's like Absolutely. really astonishingly uh, well done film and uh, uh, the brutalist architecture. I, mean, I would, even,
1: and I would the, even argue, you know, I know we talked about uh, Joker. Mm-hmm. I would give that a five as well.
3: Uh, in terms of uh, uh, visual, visual yeah. effects. Yeah. There's uh, just
1: a look. I don't know. It's yeah. just... Um, a
3: Joker had the unique thing of also being, it was like 70s or 80s, uh-huh, something uh-huh. like that, 70s. which was uh, really... Really well done in Joker. Joker was a fantastic film. Not necessarily something I'm going to watch a lot of times. No, no, so. it's not a. It's not a big. It's uh, a one and done sort of got a movie. It's going to a
1: one and done two if you're feeling a little yeah. weird. Yeah, but this movie I've watched twice. Okay, um, I feel
3: like this movie would be easier to watch twice. Joker, I could watch it again. It's not the sort of thing that you <laughs> want to watch it all the time. Yeah, it's okay, guys, it's like, I really feel it's like, it's like, it's like it's watching the Joker you guys feel again. Feel like
1: watching Joker. It's like, what? What happened to like Braveheart or Gladiator?
3: No. Oh, oh sure, I feel like being uncomfortable for 2 hours. So.
1: <laughs> uh, definitely give it a 5. Uh, and I you know, I think a lot of people you, we don't get this in mm. Marvel, right? Mm-hmm. There's no there's barely any, you know, kind of art yeah, with those yeah. movies. They're There's...
3: very two dimensional movies. Right,
1: except for Doctor Strange, because everything's all 3D.
3: <laughs> yeah, well, being th- literally in literally 3D, 3D does not give you a 3D what? film. Yeah, I guess.
1: Uh... <laughs> oh, we didn't talk about um, as far as acting with The Riddler and Joker. I mean, you were pretty happy
3: with the. Um, there wasn't a lot of acting involved. It was yeah, just kind of with The Riddler. Theme. It, it, the Riddler was uh, it, it was pretty over the top But like you've got a lot of grace With how to do that When you're that sort of character um, And I don't know It was fine It was good It was pretty good um, Once again you know Acting is not just saying lines And how much can you do When all only your eyes are exposed And just yeah, some like, general you know body he movement You can see Academy Award you know? He
1: pulled that tape <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, sound or score. So sound goes into things like, you know, sound effects. Yeah. Um, and score, of course, being the score, I gave it a five.
3: I gave it a four, but I feel That's like fair. on a rewatch, it, I probably would bump it up to a five if the yeah, soundtrack impressed me again. I'll be honest.
1: These scores probably would have been different if I've only seen the film once. Oh, okay. Um, there is, if you pay attention to this score... To the score, oh, yeah. It's so
3: good. It's It's a very understated score. And so it's a score-driven score. score. Yeah, yeah. And so I wasn't really paying as much attention as I should have been to that. Yeah, the Um. the
1: score actually evolves more than the character, (laughs) which is nice. (laughs) So if you watch it that way.
3: Then there is a lot of and maybe that you know. script or story would have gotten boosted up if I had actually rewatched and be like, oh, I should follow not the character but the music. Yeah.
1: <laughs> uh, the next uh, section is uh, probably the most important, um, just because everything that I have on the docket for you and I to talk about mm-hmm. has source material tied
3: to it, like a legacy.
1: Yeah. Uh, respect to source material, what'd you give it? I'll let you
3: go first. I gave it a four, but then I put .5 next to it, so like 4.5. Okay. Yeah. Um, and that's based upon my knowledge of uh, Batman. Like, going through what we were talking about before, how did Gotham look, uh, the portrayal of Batman um, it in many ways is like kind of right on. He's like the the mostly silent, um, he's a dark knight, you know. Uh, so yeah, I mean, I gave it a four four point five. I thought that was, was seems really right on with what I know of the Batman universe. Uh,
1: I gave it a three. Oh, uh, which is so maybe I'm wrong. No, no, no. I think it's. I think that's fair. Uh, but a lot of it just because of the um, the villains. Oh, right? okay. Uh, Penguin has, uh, as far as source material wise, uh, Penguin has a few different. You Know origins, but never this one. <laughs>
3: <And> <laughs> oh, okay, I didn't know that. Riddler has had
1: several different variations, some yep. very dark, never this one. Yeah, um, the Joker scenes that you know we have, you know, what we did get, um, which was just for you the uh, the laughing mm-hmm. hand, right? Yeah, uh, at the uh, so in the asylum, the, yeah, you didn't see the deleted scene on no. the okay. There I did is, not know
3: there was a deleted scene until I showed up at Ryan's to record this. Okay, so, so. <laughs> there's a
1: deleted scene uh, where Batman is kind of at a loss. So he goes and sees his favorite inmate, which is Joker. Really? Um, the Joker is uh, actually portrayed pretty well as far as the way they did it. Uh, they did go with the, you know, cut my lips off Joker. Um, mm where Force Smile at all times. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, that was okay. Uh, It was a little New 52 style. Um, And the Batman was fine, because it was very Batman year one, year two. Uh, Alfred same, year one. But, yeah, the, um, I don't know, kind of the way they did the Riddler, the way they chose to do um, the Joker, uh, the actual storyline with Bruce Wayne and Falcone is, Mm -hmm. is arc. I mean, that's canon. Oh, okay. Uh, and I feel like if they do another one, which I'm sure they are, right?
3: I can't imagine they won't. I don't know. It's really hard to tell with DC.
1: Well, this movie uh, beat Spider-Man. Oh, did it? Yeah. Oh, I did you not know. You know what's funny? Let me, I'll, 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 I'll say that the source material could have been better if they stayed true to a little bit more of the villain's characters. And Catwoman as well. I mean, the Falcone thing with her has never been. That's not...
3: Yeah, I where think. she was like the, the child. Of the, yeah.
1: That is not anything I've ever heard of in my life. So <laughs> that was all. It's just it's really just the, the villain stories. And now that Catwoman is a villain, she's always been an anti-hero. But um, yeah, just, I don't know. I, I feel like they, they did okay with Batman. Um, but everybody else, they kind of just were like, eh, mm. let's just go
3: with it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but
1: Falcon was about to. Uh What was I saying? There was something about Catwoman?
3: The Catwoman, uh, you, you cha- they changed a lot of the villains. Um, yeah. Uh, what was I going to say, though? I don't know. You I hadn't know. said it.
1: I know, but where was I headed? It's <laughs> about Catwoman.
3: Accuracy to uh, source material. Accuracy to Respect source
1: material. to source material. Well, anyway, um, that's why I gave it a low score, and I forget where my head was at. Mm.
2: So
1: that's just part of doing a live-to-tape show. So, what was your final score? What's your final score?
3: My final score was uh, 7 out of 10, you know, maybe 7.5 out of 10, which is actually pretty good considering the problems I had with the film. Um, Yeah, mine was an 8 out of 10. Okay.
1: Which I think is fair as a Batman person. Yeah. To uh, do it. It's always weird when you do, um, you know, when you're a fan of something. Uh, you know, it's kind of like when the when the Fallout show ever comes to Amazon, I'm going to be the most critical human being in the world. Um, and I, I'm the same way with Batman, but I've been I've been burned so many times mm-hmm. that I don't even care at this point. You know, regarding, regarding Batman. Me. Oh yeah. Hey, do you want to watch this three-hour Batman movie or this three-hour Avengers movie? And I, you know, I'm giving you this movie and I'm giving you whatever Avengers, whatever. Yep. They're all three hours, but nobody complained about it until. DC came out with a three-hour movie. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> nobody cared. Nobody cared. Yeah. Nobody cared when it was Avengers for three hours and six minutes. But <laughs> once it's Batman for three hours and two minutes,
3: it's over. I don't know for myself, and this you know, people have listened multiple times about how JT doesn't really watch movies that much. Uh, I stopped watching the Avengers films, uh, all the Marvel films, basically. I think the last one I saw was the second Guardians movie basically because it's the same dang thing over and over and over and over and over and and they were getting longer and I was like I just don't feel like wasting my freaking time on this right now uh, let alone my money so like I anticipate eventually watching some of these movies and they all sound the same they They all all sound the same and, and and,
1: and with the DC
3: I know the DCEU or whatever. Marvel's doing this thing where it's like uh, they're they're like cross-promoting everything so they have like cameos all over the place of like all the people from all the other films that will be in this film mm-hmm. at one point or another. And that's fine. I'm okay with that. That's cool in, in many ways. But also um, there's something I don't know um, I don't know how family-friendly Bullet Sponge is going to be. But there's something <laughs> masturbatory about it. Uh there's oh and and most of the Disney products uh, these days are are uh in in that sort of ballpark, you know. Yeah. So um
1: But they all sound the same, they all feel the same. Yeah. Uh that's why I think when Spider Man movies come out you have that little bit of a Sony influence, so they're a little different, they're not as or they used to. And they um used to feel different. Uh the new Spider Man movie was really good, but it still sounded a lot like all the other Mm-hmm. And when you watch any movie in the DC, you know universe, uh, they all sound way different. They all look way different. Like you, if you watched, you know the, the Suicide Squad, and then you watch Joker, and then you watch Batman, in no way do you think they have anything to do with each other or yeah. any part of the same company.
3: Yeah, they <laughs> but, they feel very unique.
1: Right, And the comics, it's an, it's almost an exact uh, you know translation. Just because when you pick up a batman comic and a superman comic they don't really read the same they don't feel the same they don't look the same
2: mm-hmm.
1: um in a way that comic book artists change all the time uh, the creators of these films change all the time and all the movies feel like their own little different organism that they don't really yep. necessarily they they might be in the same you know type of movie you know mm-hmm. like a comic book movie but they just don't necessarily feel at all like one another yeah, And yeah. when you want, when you read Marvel comics um, Usually you only get half a story And then you have to go to a different comic right? So you read yeah. X-Men number 10 And at the end of X-Men number 10 It says for more, for the continued story what, Read Spider-Man 23 yeah. And I'm like, but I don't want to read Spider-Man 23 yeah. Yeah. <laughs> And that's what you had to do with these movies You have to watch Guardians of the Galaxy To know why Thor is missing his eyeball And blah 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 And it's yeah. like, do I? Do I have to? Do I have to go through all that? to go through three hours and just to figure out why a guy's, you know, and they started doing it with Star Wars, you were like, why does uh, C-3PO have a red arm? Well, you gotta watch this 10 minute online thing. So like, no, <laughs> just tell me.
3: <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's, uh, it's uh, the cross promotion for resource harvesting, basically. Just, yeah. you know, uh, if I can get you on one thing, I can get you on a dozen others, and I'll get as much revenue out of you as possible. Which is fine. That's yeah, that's... that's how this whole thing works. Go that's the trade-off. If I want to be entertained, uh, you have to find a way to entertain me. And if you do a good job of it, great. But to a certain degree, uh, the, like, the bubblegum movies just don't work anymore. The popcorn Marvel movies, to me, do not work. Because I'm just kind of exhausted by trying to follow them and it's not like i'm the old curmudgeonly man i am the old curmudgeonly man but uh i just i just would rather watch something else i would rather watch something with a little bit of depth uh and to be perfectly frank as much as many problems i had with this film i gave the script a two uh Uh on this film this script was better than (laughs) almost all the marvel movies you know why because i didn't know where it was going I, I could see that they are dealing with like serious issues, corruption in politics, um, crime having run rampant through a city, drugs, uh, drugs, drugs. Uh, yeah, drugs. Well, of that, can I just... uh, you've got like somebody who's skirting in and out of the law to deal with her own mm-hmm. uh, things that she wants. You've got Batman trying to figure out how to how to deal with this thing, and that was another thing that I really liked about this film uh, that I feel like they could have cashed in a little bit more that we I didn't mention. I wanted to mention this. Uh, I like how this film frankly portrayed that a superhero cannot save a city. If the city is subsumed in corruption and crime, a superhero is as screwed as everyone else. Mm-hmm. He might be a, a little bit better off because he's a billionaire's kid and he could move wherever and do whatever. But he can't fix it. Marvel, your superheroes cannot fix the world. And so they do like, all the
0: time. Yeah, like, I know. I and, and they city. do all the
3: time. And like the cities are half destroyed, but like and it's all it's all <laughs> this this like disdain for the little people. I think that's one of the things that that DC frequently like nods towards is that the little people, like the everyday people, people like you and me, people like our listeners, those people are the people who make the society Jesus. what it is. Good. Uh, and not cancerous, um, but it's just like that. That's a thing that DC does, and Marvel like completely ignores that. It's all just about you know the special effects. They don't they don't delve into these things or the superhero landing, which um, we didn't
1: have in this movie. I guess when Catwoman broke into that place, maybe.
3: Yeah, I see what you're saying there. Yeah, that's yeah. Come, we on,
1: come on, We didn't have any cliches, um, which I think just threw people off. And you know, it's not it's not a movie for everybody. Mm-hmm. Uh, my kids, <laughs> for instance Yes uh, Not Which yet. is a shame Not you know? yet It is a shame, though Because, I mean, it's hard You know, when, when you're When you have two kids named after Batman characters And you can't show them The newest Batman movie <laughs> <laughs> hey Mommy and I are gonna go see A three-hour movie Oh, what are you gonna see? Ah, it's a Batman movie <laughs>
3: It's like, why can't we come? You can't You can't Speaking of which <laughs> What was this movie rated? PG-13. Oh, it was PG-13? Okay. That makes sense. I'm hoping uh, when it, uh you know, I, I... Not that I want, like, an R-rated Batman movie. But, like, some of the times when, like, he had people on the ground and he's, like, wailing on them, you're like, this are you is... talking about Riddler? Uh, uh, I'm talking
1: about when Riddler was the very, you know, the very beginning, like, when he's pounding that guy in the head with that award or whatever it
3: was. Yeah, I, I didn't I think like, about oh that. Yeah. That was, was, that was the, most, uh, the, the most R-rated part of the film, the very beginning. Yeah. Uh, but, like, Batman, even, like, where he's just beating heck out of people and some of that was like
1: but their heads are out of the scene yeah and like he's
3: doing that to somebody at the very end and then like they take the guy's mask off and like he's fine I'm like okay apparently you suck at punching or something Batman's like (laughs) are the gloves like super padded maybe that'd be
1: a good idea Well, oh I did like his uh, use of the electric
3: yeah yeah. That, has that was been, really cool, because I, I had never seen that in films before, but you had told so me about sense. that. Yeah, it so yeah. And it's like a super easy thing to, that you could actually put in a glove if you're yeah. going to be this superhero yeah,
1: completely non-lethal. Yeah. Uh, we didn't see that with Batman vs. Superman. Uh, he, for some reason, had bullets everywhere. <laughs> so <laughs> uh, I actually enjoyed seeing a non-lethal approach. And yeah, I, I, I really do hope they come out with uh, a second one. I hope they don't take too long.
3: Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, I would be interested in seeing what they do with the second one.
1: Disney, so. as well, has a very good way of churning things out. Yeah. Uh, DC does not. Yeah. So, I mean, if you look at the... D- Disney
3: prints content.
1: Right. Um, if you look at the you know distance between the Aquamans or uh, the Shazams or everything else, I mean, the, and Wonder Womans, mm-hmm. um, pandemic or not, there was too much of a gap.
3: Felt like the original was had come out in 1984 before the 1984 <laughs> came out.
1: So... As long as they keep churning, I mean, you know, I think they, uh, I think this is a good. It was a good kind of new start, but everything's going to change with the Flash. Everything is it? Oh yeah. Oh, Flashpoint is by far the most important comic book event in all of DC. So.
3: Are they making a movie out of it? Yeah. Okay.
1: So when Flashpoint comes out, it is an opportunity for. DC, Warner Brothers, whatever, HBO, <laughs> whatever. It's an opportunity for them to push the biggest reset button in, you know, comic book history as far as films. Wow. It comes. So if they want to, it, that's their opportunity. Mm-hmm. And if it happens, I mean, it's the only it's the only time that we could see every version of every character at the same place at the same time.
3: Oh, okay. Well, now I'm really interested.
1: Flashpoint is huge, and if the movie isn't good, it's uh, then I have to retire myself from, you know, supporting DC because mm. this is your opportunity, and if they miss it, it's it's over. Don't know what to tell you. <laughs> uh, so anyway, I uh, hope you enjoyed the film. I'm glad I was able to get you to watch it for this, and hopefully, uh, hopefully when we come back we'll have something uh, also to talk about. Uh, I didn't want to tell JT what we're talking about next because just like I asked him to endure a 3-hour movie, I endured uh, a 9-hour TV show just so I could talk about uh, the Wheel of Time with him. <laughs> and you thought my score was high this time, it won't be. <laughs> so, I'm
3: I'm entirely unsurprised by that.
1: So I look forward to, you know, you know, he he was shocked when I gave something, <laughs> I scored. He did it, uh, it's No, no, no. I wasn't be the opposite. I wasn't surprised by that, but <laughs> no. You're, you gave it a, a two for the story, and I gave it like a four. So. Yeah, yeah. It, it. We'll see the. We'll see the script change. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, if you haven't, please subscribe, like, rates, and all that jazz. Uh, but if you don't feel like it, I'm okay with that, and uh, we'll see you next time.
3: Thanks for um, just listening. Absolutely. Wendy's we make
2: breakfast better like with our breakfast baconator better from top to bottom bun savory sausage patty better crispy oven baked bacon better fresh cracked egg better the breakfast baconator might just be the greatest breakfast sandwich of all time so you can keep settling for not better or you can get a better breakfast from Wendy's tough choice choose wisely choose Wendy's better breakfast because U.S. Wendy's during breakfast hours Mom, Dad, I humbly suggest you save some money and shop Amazon for back to school. It's for my growth, meaning my body's growing at an alarming rate. And clothes you buy me this year will be very small very soon. Plus, the clothes I love today will be out of style tomorrow. But at least your wallet doesn't have to be my fashion victim if you shop low prices for school at Amazon. Hopefully this is helpful. Amazon. Spin less, small more.
0: Mary redeemed a fifty thousand dollar cash prize playing Chumbo Casino online.
1: I was only playing for fun, so winning was a dream come true.
0: Chumbo Casino is America's favorite free online social casino. You too could have the chance to win life-changing cash prizes.